opening night podcast on the road, so you can see our faces this time. Um, I am back with another amazing theatre company full of like-minded people. I'm with Live A Little Theatre, um, who are a four-piece company, um, a new theatre company exploring identity through theatre. Absolutely love that. So let's go round the virtual room um, and introduce ourselves. So whoever wants to go first, introduce yourself and a little bit of what you do in the company. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, hi, I'm B. Um, I am the company's marketing director, their movement director, and the just general designer of the show. Fab. Um, I am Luke. I am the writer and director of our first show. Cool. Hello, my name is Molly. I am the producer and vocal coach here at Live a Little Theatre. Lovely. Hello, I'm James. I'll be the stage manager and general chauffeur for the company. <laughs> love that. I love that you've all got different voices. Like you can really differentiate between you all. I just go normally when it's like me in a room full of scousers, we all just find exactly. <laughs> so um does anyone want to start off by telling us a little bit about the company and how it was formed? Yeah, um, and feel free to, to jump off what I'm saying, guys, and jump in. But um, yeah. we are uh, a group of um, MA acting grads. So we've just uh, completed our master's at Lippa, um, and we have just formed this company. Um, and I think coming straight out of education, it's it's such a whirlwind, you know, creating a company and going straight into the world of theatre. It's quite daunting, but I think what's nice is that we've all got each other and we're mm -hmm. all coming out of this place, you know, in similar sorts of uh, kind of viewpoints and, and goals and what we want to achieve through theatre. So I think that's the best part of it. Yeah, love that. Good yeah. answer. Anyone else want to jump in or...? Um... Yeah, when he says just formed, we formed in like April. So Oh really? So yeah, 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 yeah. Very new. Very new. What like drew you to each other? Were you just close in Lippa or So we're all in the same course. Um, and like a part of the course was that we created companies at the end. Um, but we had spent the whole previous year working together. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we kind of got working styles, what people wanted to make. Um, and then we spent a few weeks kind of discussing that in with like the intention being to solidify yeah. a company um okay. yeah and so yeah, that's so kind of over the course yeah. of the year we've gotten to know each other obviously and we've gotten to know what each other's strengths and talents are during that process and hopefully we can bring these all together with our production that we're doing now and future productions down the road love that okay really good so um your latest production is arcadia 87 yeah. Now I can just tell by the branding, so I'm just being an absolute stalker on your Instagram. <laughs> just on your Insta. I can tell it's so 80s branding, which is just like the best. I love all the 80s filters on Insta. Like not even born in that time, but I love it. So tell me like what's that about? What's Arcadia 87? Someone let me know. So I kind of what you just said is, you know, you weren't even born that time. And I think, you know, for four out of for three out of, of four of us we weren't we weren't um born in <laughs> time so it's like why have we but i have to say it because it's like you're probably thinking why 
why on earth would they choose to do a show about the 80s? But I think the 80s is such an iconic era that everyone yeah. thinks they know, you know? It's like yeah. see, there's so much on TV right now that's set in the 80s. There's all this kind of art and... and, and but theatre, you don't really see a lot of theatre that's that's really set in the 80s and the no, no. life was in the 80s. So apart from, think, you know, Angels in America and, and, and ones like that. But I think it, it was a perfect opportunity for us to look at how people think the 80s were and then kind of turn it on its head and be like, actually, this was happening and this was happening. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. was a conversation that wasn't being had, you know, in the 80s. And, and how can we bring that to light? Um, so, yeah, it was... I like that. So tell me a little bit more about the show. So what happens in the show? Yeah, so our show is set in Brighton um, in June 1987, which was when we did research was known to have been a very rainy summer. Um, There'd been a lot of storms, things like that. So typical British weather. (laughs) (laughs) So four strangers stumble upon this arcade at different times. And then all of a sudden the door locks. And the only way they can leave this arcade is by facing something from their past that they don't want to reconcile with. (gasps) I Um, love that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's super spooky, bit of a thriller. Um, We've got all your classic 80s vibes, but with a bit of a modern twist in terms of like, if you think of 80s horror, it's a little bit more of a thrill, I guess, is the way yeah. I would describe it. So the am show. I right in saying like Goonies stand by me vibes or like Um Yeah, and like Breakfast Club. Yeah, like yeah. that sort of oh my god, I love yeah. that. Really love that. Find that with like Black Mirror and Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, Black Mirror and Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love this. Huge influence. Yeah. <laughs> Black, Black, Mirror, Black Mirror was one of the first things that we talked about when we were yeah. looking at uh influences and inspiration. And there's uh, one particular episode of uh, Black Mirror, which is set in the 80s. And I think that really sparked a conversation for us all mm. as to where to set it. And as Luke said earlier, it is an iconic era. Yeah. Uh, the films that came out, the music that came out, the fashion uh, that was uh, prevalent in that particular era was, you know, being revived today. Yeah, like fashion's repeating itself, isn't it? Like you only have to look at it, like your mum and dad's photos and think yeah. the hair. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love this. Okay, so um, who's casting it? Who have you got? So we're all in it. Yeah. Um, yes, love. Yes, we're all in love it. That. Okay, <laughs> that. Um, and... what are your character names? The like eighties names, <laughs> like Brad. <No. laughs> <laughs> my character's called Mikey. Okay. Um. I'm Brittany. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, of course. I'm, love that. <laughs> I'm Meg. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Martin. Okay, I like it. I like it. I love Brittany. Yeah, we, we've got another Jen um, uh, playing a character called Jack. Okay. Yeah. Jake. Jake. His name Jake. is Jack. His name is Jack. <laughs> the guy who plays. So confusing. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't be here today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and there is also another character in the show, but you'll have to come and see it to see who that is. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, when when is the show? So we're here, uh, there, and everywhere this summer. Um, so we had our debut performance at the Unity Theatre in Liverpool last amazing. week, week before. Yeah. That's um, just mm-hmm. to see what it was like in front of an audience. Um, got some really great feedback. We are now heading to Manchester Fringe on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that is the 11th and 12th of July um, at the Solved Arts Theatre at 7.30pm. And then at the end of the month, beginning of August, we are heading to Camden Fringe at the Canal Cafe Theatre. Amazing. Um, 
we're then hoping to go on to do either Liverpool Fringe or Liverpool Theatre Festival. We're just time between the two at the moment. And then yeah. hopefully Edinburgh Fringe next year. And then hopefully like the universe. After yeah, that. hopefully all, all <laughs> over the world. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely love that. Like the sky's the limit. Amazing. Absolutely. So um, I know you've just said that you had some audience feedback. What was that? Can you share that with us? Give us a little taste. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we always wanted to do something spooky and something yeah. quite chilling and and you know get those hairs on the back of your neck standing up but yeah, I yeah. Think, you know the first time we did it you know there's quite a few gags in our show as well because we didn't want it all to be like you know intense yeah. yeah um and I think what we have now from the feedback that we've got uh pretty much like it's 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 amazing it's really 80s it's really spooky it's it's you've got all those different tropes but you could go even spookier you know, you could yeah. really go for it. And so now what we're doing is we've we've done some rewrites, we've we've made some additions to the script. Um, and we we're also playing about with sound and how sound mm-hmm. can really change the atmosphere in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just, you know, about a quiet a low frequency or a high frequency and how that can really change the mood. Um, yeah. and it's really working. It's yeah. really working, yeah. Love that. Okay. Yeah. So rehearsals, how does that go? Like, do you have sort of like a ritual that you stick to or do you all just come in and just go and do it all at once? <laughs> like, what is your thing? Um, the bleh definitely covers it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only <laughs> from like a personal experience, <laughs> you're just going to go <laughs> We, in the start, we had quite a regimented, like a really intense warm up, and then we'd kind of jump into blocking and like we did that. And now as we're, kind now that the show is more solidified it's a lot more fine-tuning so we kind of start the day creating our list of what we want to look at um and then going back and um taking those scenes that really need to be refined and working on that in that kind of way um and then we record ourselves quite often so that we can watch back and figure out what is needed um because we have the director in the show, um, movement director in the show, the vocal coach in the show. So like, it's hard to You can't to step watch. back, can you? And sort of yeah. differentiate between like your work head and then your actor head, can yeah. you? It's exactly. It's to do that. Like, you know, I love it, but it's like so difficult. To it is, it's hard. Have, yeah, to have to think about the technical, you know, the blocking, that, oh, we, you know, we need to adjust ourselves, but also having to think about your character and, and the story and your lines. And um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's multitasking at its best, yeah. isn't it? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So apart from that, have you faced any, like, challenges? Like, I know covid everyone every time i say that everyone's like oh covid but is there <laughs> anything else that like you sort of face with it's been difficult to overcome we well i think it's we so because we were in a class setting for like the start of it um we had quite long days that were like like every day of the week we were in pretty much like 10 to 5 um and that can be quite rigorous uh, and we did that for like five to six weeks. So we've been going pretty nonstop. So I would say that that's probably been quite the challenge, but also that on top of the material we're covering can be quite heavy, um, yeah. as well as like the research side of it. We spent a lot of yeah. time doing a ton of research, especially, yeah, again, three of us are not born in the 80s. So we have no experience in that. So we've had to kind of supplement that with research and talking to people like our parents who mm-hmm. were in the 80s. Um, but yeah, that's 
that was quite the challenge. Good answer. That's a really good answer. Okay, so just going back to Live a Little Theatre, how did you get that name? It just kind of came to us. Yeah. Live a little. We spent like... Molly, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. So (laughs) we were in rehearsals as a year group for a completely different show that was part of our master's degree. Um, And Luke and I were sat in the corridor waiting to go into rehearsals, brainstorming, but we knew we wanted something that, like, people would recognize so we'll like oh maybe like knock on wood or don't Mm -hmm. cry over spilt milk or something like that like some sort of saying that people would know and we were trialing all sorts and making like really rubbish little logos on Canva and things like that just trying to come up with a name that we all liked and I can't remember how it came about but I'm pretty sure one of us when we all met up was like oh come on just live a little something like that and we were all like that's it it. (laughs) and And then here we are it's such a vibe and it's like it's really it really sums up like us as a company because we're yes. so you know we have such love for life and like we want to tell those stories and we want to celebrate you know all different types of people and it's like it's all about just it's about living you know yes. and, and we, there's a thing you know we say live a little or live a lot you know it's like you can do yeah. both and just just really yeah. like be in it um and I think that's so important because even if one of us is having a, a tough day and if we come to rehearsal having a tough day I think what's so good about us is we make a point to you know try and lift up their spirits and and yeah. just have a good day and, and really um endow the work with mm-hmm. just fun you know I energy about yeah. energy yeah yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that I love that I think something with our work is from day one, we have always worked in such a collaborative way. So although we all have different job roles within the company, we all do a little bit of everything. Um, So like, Mm -hmm. it's always been something we really wanted to establish was a safe space where you can contribute ideas. Um, And it's not one person going, well, I'm in charge of this. So this is what we're going to do. It's always been so inclusive and so lovely. And that's something we want to continue with going forward. Hopefully as we grow and expand is always having that nice warm welcome of a space. So like Mm -hmm. Luke says, if you are having a bit of a hard day or anything, you can just come in and know that you're in a safe environment where everyone's going to help you do the best that you can. And that's really important I like that, you know, like no Mm -hmm. hierarchy. Like we've all had that. In yeah. the industry, in the theatre, you're yeah. like, oh my God, I can't go and sit next to the director. Like, you just don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's so nice that everyone feels that they can, like, contribute. You know, it's it, it, it's a joint decision then, isn't it? Like, it's not just yeah. someone telling you what to do. Um, So what, that's probably a good question, a good way to follow on to my next question. What sort of makes you different then, like, from any other theatre group? Is it that reason alone? James. Mm. I, I make everything different. Is that what you're saying? Because we've got James. I'm the old kid. James it. like, it's me. <laughs> I, know, I mean, what, one of the things that I think does make us different in Lipper, when we're talking about what type of theatre do you want to develop, you get a lot of people saying, I want to make theatre for everyone. So the question is, well, what do you mean by that? And they are just talking about the theatre itself, that anybody can come and see it, no matter what type of theatre they're into. I think one of the things that we are quite keen to look at in the future and continue to develop is making theatre for everyone. So if uh, we're working in a theatre, we want to make sure that it is accessible uh, to everybody. Uh, We're looking in the future at uh, getting BSL uh, to help with the shows and one of the things that Molly was talking about when she went to see the Adams family on stage and they had the British Sign Language on 
for that production. It wasn't just a person at the side of the stage. It was um, a BSLer in costume and it felt like it was part of the production. That's something else that we would very much like to do. Um, mm -hmm. Relaxed performances are something that we would very much like to do when we are on long runs. So that if it's an autistic audience, for example, then it is okay that they make a little noise. Or if it's you know younger people who um, probably not for this show, but for other shows in the future, you know, <laughs> when they've got younger people uh, coming to see the show, then yes, it's a relaxed performance. If you need to walk around, if you need to make a noise, that's fine. We'll deal with it there. I love that. Yeah, um, I love that. And for yeah. uh, a blind audience as well, we want them to come up onto the stage and feel their way around the set and we can describe it to them as well. So that's what we mean when we say we want everybody to be able to come and see it. Oh, I just absolutely love that. Like, cause how many times have you like, even, even casting of a show, like how many times you're like, oh no, like you can't be in it because blah, 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 blah. This is like, just everyone can do anything. Like there's no limits, you know what I mean? Whether you're an audience member or whether you're like part of it, you're just inclusive of absolutely anyone and anything. And I love that. Theatre shouldn't be discriminatory or exclusive nope. to a certain group of people. Like it should yeah. be inclusive and available for anyone who wants to come and see it. Um, Too right. And it's just a shame that, you know, you've got big Western productions that are like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And it's like, whatever happened to, you know, just people coming to the theatre and having a nice day out with their family or- To enjoy know, it, like, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. So I think one big thing is with us is, we, you know, we don't want to have really expensive ticket sales and, and all of that stuff. We want people to easily be like, I, I, I can go and see that Live A Little's next show and know that it's not going to put me like out of pocket or you know yeah. it's just going to be an amazing experience and I don't have to worry about anything like that oh I love that and like families who have like um children with additional needs you know they're often embarrassed like oh I can't bring my children to this one like I might need to get up and walk out you know like and yeah. and, and and you you wouldn't feel like that coming to watch like a live a little production absolutely I not, really yeah. love that so um, just back onto the show, why should people, aside from that absolutely fucking amazing explanation James just gave, why should people <laughs> come and watch this show in particular, Arcadia 87? Because it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing you're going to see this year. You can quote me on that. Oh, I love that. Love that. Absolutely love that. I just think that, it's so different to anything you've probably seen in the past. And it's like, yes, we've got the 80s vibe, but it's not just that. It's about what we're talking about and how we're doing it. One, it's a really spooky show and there's really not much spooky shows on stage right now. And I think another thing is LGBTQ plus um, is a huge theme in our show. And it's something that we talk about a lot. Um, you know, if you if you think back to the 80s and everything that was happening with with uh, queer people and queer stories, you know, we really want to as much as acknowledge that and what you know the pain and, and what was happening with them, we want to celebrate LGBTQ plus people. Um, because you know, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. Um, a lot of the people who we work with on a day-to-day -day basis are, and we just wanna make that you know a part of us yeah and just have that spread spread that acceptance and that love that we all have for each other love that what an answer that was absolutely love that okay so um just before we sort of wrap up and 
you can all jump in and say this if you want but what is some advice that maybe you could give to someone who are like maybe wanting to get into theatre or start their own theatre production like what's what's your like piece of advice that you could pass on I find them really for me oh go ahead you go ahead no no you go you go Um, find a really like good group of people that you like really care about and feel very comfortable around because I think it also it really just starts in the room and I think if you feel comfortable enough to um, share your own stories you'll be able to create something from there and I think yeah find a good group <laughs> love that love that anything else yeah I think another yeah. thing that um, we have in this industry is we are surrounded by fear you know, we're not good enough, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. And certainly when you're setting up your own production company, the fears mount up even more. And it's not until you sort of get past that element of fear and just go, no, I'm going to do it, that you actually find that you can do it. More often than not, you find that you can do it. And the only thing that was holding you back was you. Mm. It's so true, isn't it? We all do it, don't we? And like, not even just in theatre, we just do that in life, don't we? Any anything else? Yeah, I think to touch on what James just said, um, the biggest thing for me is I think I would say anyone can do it. Um, And I don't think I think one of the main things for us is a show doesn't have to break the bank. It's not all about money, and in our industry everything tends to be about money it's like oh well if you want to come to Edinburgh Fringe you're gonna have to have 5k to even put a show on then you're gonna have to find this 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 and this you can do a show on such a budget and the the world of making your own work is so accessible if you put the time and effort into it it's not going to be handed to you you've got to work for it but I think anyone can put on a show if they really want to um, I think especially like I'm working class I'm from a single parent household like even being able to go to do a master's at drama school was a huge thing for me and now I'm producing for a company that's going on tour I never thought that would happen but I think if you just put the effort into it and don't worry about the money side of things things work out so yeah I think I just say to anyone have a goal just have a goal what could go wrong exactly what could go wrong love that Luke have you got anything to add yeah I think everything what everyone said is absolutely fantastic and I agree with it um I think the idea of forming your own company seems daunting at at the start and I think for all of us when that was proposed that that's what we were going to do it seemed so scary um because you're thinking about you know how do how can I afford this um how am I gonna um how create my own set you know all of that kind of stuff but above all it's about the work and it's about creating work that you want to make and like what matters to you and what do you want to talk about and I think everything else will follow, everything else will come. But as long as you are happy and you trust the work and the, the things that you're talking about, you're set, you know, you're sound. And that's what's so exciting about just creating your own work, creating original work. Um, it's yours, isn't it? Like yours, yeah. Dreams don't work unless you do. Well, <laughs> Damn right. That. Yeah, I like that. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a bit of cheese at the end. <laughs> okay, so before we finish, right, I love doing this because it just puts everyone on the spot and it's just really funny. But let's go round the virtual room and say one word that sums up this entire Arcadia 87 experience. So if I was an audience member and I'm going to come and watch it, I'm going to leave feeling... Nostalgic. Oh, love it. Love that one. <laughs> Uh, spooked. Love that. <laughs> Luke's stressing. <laughs> God. Um, 
James. Uh, surprised. Oh, okay. Gazoomfed. Uh, um... <laughs> I love that. Gazoomfed. It doesn't have to be in the English language. No, it's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I love it. that. I love that. Yeah, Guys. Thank you so, so much. This has been absolutely fantastic. If anyone wants to come and see this at any point, like maybe in the Northwest, how can they, how can they do that? Shout out the website, Bailey. Oh, yeah. Sorry. www.livealittletheatre.com Love that. Just sounds dead good in your accent as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got links to everything we're doing, what we're up to, our ticket sales, um, behind the scenes stuff everything like that you can also follow us on all of our social medias as well and um, we're pretty much at live a little theater court on everything and yeah we yeah. love chatting with people sliding our dms have a chat with us come and see us after the show but yeah we yeah, to guys get following this is this the you are one to watch i am telling you now <laughs> guys we thank you so. so so much you've been amazing thank um, you, and thank you for listening to me just waffle on as well. <laughs> Guys, well done. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Opening Nights. Our next production is coming very soon, so be sure to get subscribed wherever you're listening and visit our website www.openingnights.co.uk to stay updated. Bye for now.